and take my wagon train to the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Be sure to come prepared. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated, too. Right on the arm. And with the proper gear. Shall we select our masks? And even in this exacting age. Everything you say comes back to bite you. Come ready to contribute, even if your own son has his doubts. Dad his mysterious phone calls. <laughs> Remembering what a call to Joe can do. Those phone calls put you through college. As you draw closer, note the surrounding characters. And know this, John and Mike will celebrate when you get here. Arrived at the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. Case Keenum, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun, Kane, uh, Case Keenum, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, Marcus Mariota. Just wanted to see what it felt like, Doc, what it feels yeah. like to be a national sports talk radio host. Uh, Case Keenum. <laughs> Marcus Mario, Matt Ryan. Oh, man. Okay, every now morning, I'm done. We're done. Every morning I come oh into work. Gosh. Every morning. No matter if it's literally the day of, the day before, or the day after March Madness, NFL. I, all three I, hours. And I get, you know, we, we who are you guys? To, you're, you're, well, you're gonna, okay, okay, I know. <laughs> Protestations abound. Yes. All I'm saying, Doc, is I turn on national sports talk radio 90% of the time. Even with March Madness going on, even with other things going on, yeah. Yeah, Mitchell Trubay, Marcus, and I'm happy for Marcus. I hope it's a good landing spot for a good kid down in Atlanta. And Russell Wilson, Aaron. I had a guy the other day as we were getting ready for a Beaver baseball game, and I can't remember exactly what day it was, but I understood the question. Yeah. But I was surprised at it. But there was an assumption on the part of my interlocutor who asked me. That I would care or have an opinion because, hey, what do you think about Tom Brady uh, coming out of retirement? As I'm writing my lineups in, it will be on the air in two minutes, Beavers and Grand Canyon, or I think it must have broken about that day or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I said to the young board operator back in Jefferson City, Missouri, something to the effect of because he was kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, and assumed that I, a sports person, would have uh-huh. a, an, an ounce of care or some aspect of care about it. And all I said was, and this is how I did feel about it, I said, well, hey, good for Tom. I'm glad he's going to keep playing. It's good for the league. <laughs> now, well, how soon are we on there? 90 seconds. Okay, good. Well, But he wanted to get my opinion in, this young person back in Jefferson City, Missouri, running the board and running the game and yeah, playing the yeah. commercials. Hey, what would you think? Because he was excited about it. Hey, now, mate, was he excited? Part of me felt like he was excited about it because he felt like he should be because that's all he ever hears and sees on television and on the radio. And I'm well, just, I, I'm not, the Russell Wilson story is big in our world. I understand. And these guys, the Brian Knows of the world and all the others of the world who get paid to do national shows have to know kind of what moves the needle. Yeah. And so it's the NFL that does. But for me as a listener, driving around, that's when I listen to sports talk radio. I don't do it much at home. I listen to you in the morning occasionally have the radio on other times of the day. But for me, driving around and their 10, 15-minute drives, the beauty of living in the Mid-Valley, get point A to point B in 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get the extended versions when I need to go to Portland and can hear Colin and Dan Patrick and and other people. And they're tremendously talented and good at what they do. But the NFL's kingdom is so great 
that when I tune, yeah, radio, turn on the engine, car, punch in number one on my preset list, 1240, there it is. Hey, Kate's Keenum, what do you know? <laughs> I mean, and I just weary of it. I'm sorry. I weary of it. And, and what I want to know is, am I the only one that wearies of it, or does the NFL kingdom such is so great that that is what Albany, Sio, Philomath, Corvallis, our listening range, you're all kind of leaning, ooh, oh, yeah, what a... I don't know. Maybe you are. Maybe I underestimate when I understand and I bow to the king NFL, and I do. I know they are king. Yeah. But maybe I don't do it with enough heart and passion because maybe that is, even in a local level, what our fans, people who listen to the Joe Beaver show, oh, yeah, gosh, I want to know what's going on with, with Matt Ryan, Baker, and all of that. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do you? Maybe. It's a good because question. Because the NFL's king. It's a good question. I What I want to know is, in a city like Portland, would a program director say, now remember, it's NFL? Or would they say, now remember, it's Blazers? Remember, it's local, too. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the rule. The rule in radio has always been, and this is pre-sports talk radio. This was about sports reports in your morning shows. Local, local, local. So um, you, you start with local and you work your way out. To regional and then national, state and national, whatever it is. Local, local, local. I had one boss tell me I'd have you read the names out of the phone book if I could. Right. Better radio to have yeah. your Cottage Grove directory right. on KNND 1400 in Cottage Grove than to be talking about. And that Case was right. And that was my philosophy here, not to necessarily talk local. We we try to with the Joe Beaver show, and but with as many uh, live events as we can get. Because you figure, well, hey, who, who's not into a live event? You, you know, and when we went down because of there was no sports, remember the first sport that came back and we carried it was NASCAR yeah, yeah. and got some good good uh, results. That's how we ended up with the Raiders, the Vegas Raiders, mm -hmm. because they were available. There was a station in Eugene. I called their PD. He said, I no, absolutely. He gave clearance, and we, we've been carrying them ever since. But local, local, local. But I am curious to know if in Portland they want them talking about the Blazers first or NFL first. It's the Blazers still first. It should be. Every and day it, of the Generally year. speaking, it is. Oh, I it mean, should be. And it should be. Yeah, it should be. And it's big enough because it's it's an NBA franchise. So there's plenty to talk about. But then does the NFL come next? I wish there was an, it was all college, but it's not. Well, no, I, I get that. And we are in a small market doing a, 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 a local little show called the Joe Beaver show. Yeah. So we're about as local as it gets. And I know sometimes not local enough because we'll get, if we do spend too much time on, <clears throat> on things outside of the, the Beaver footprint. Yeah. Well, what is this? What Joe Beaver show? What are you guys <laughs> talking about? I, I understand. And, and I'm hoping, I mean, everybody has a certain niche and, and, yeah. and, and the national people. And again, this is where I'm not saying that they're wrong that it's bad radio and that they're wrong. They're not. But I'm just saying that I I miss having a little bit more, and that's why maybe two hours a day here, 11 to 1, 1240 Joe Radio in the Mid-Valley, serves a purpose that goes beyond just talking about yes. the NFL yes. landing points for quarterbacks thing, and other people. There's I have two yeah. two things to, react, to respond to that. I do. There's one time when I think they are wrong. I think that all the programming on the national level is wrong. And that's Saturday mornings. Saturday mornings should be college football on a sports, national sports talk show. But they're talking about the NBA and the NFL. 
when we've got college football or the land. That were, that's the only spot I think they're wrong. And the other thing is, is the evolution of this show has gotten so big with the Internet. Nobody outside of, of our listenership on Terrestrial, they, they don't want to hear about Crescent Valley and Corvallis, and I think that's sad. Let us uh, take any input you may have on it uh, as we will, again, localize things as we go today. We've got a couple of requests out for local guests, including wrestling whether we make connection with Hunter Willits or not, one of the great upsets in the NCAA wrestling tournament, we we're, we are making an effort towards getting Hunter on, Sarah Elcano on, Louis Quintana perhaps tomorrow. We've got a lot of things that we hope to get to today on the Joe Beaver Show. But kind of wondering about your your interest in things. Just for you know, if we we rarely talk about the NFL. So maybe we should touch a little bit more on it and maybe find ways. And what I'd like to do going forward is do a better job in staying in contact with beaver connections in the league. We do try to hit those up, but maybe there's a way we can do that with a little bit more focus and organization than the hit and miss that we kind of do. Getting Johnny Hecker on, getting other people on that have been, well, don't you know, st- that type of Don't thing. sell it short because we've had a, a beaver on. Eight straight, eight straight Super Bowls True. during the week between the championships and the Super Bowl. We've had eight straight years of a Beaver connection. That's great. It's hard to get anybody on during the regular season when it's a Beaver playing. We've been trying with Jordan um, Boyer for a while. and just Right. But I think, too, her. that we do delve into NFL talk a little bit during the regular season because that's that's king. NFL and college football is king. What's what we're, we're doing. And so we'll delve into it a little bit. Um so I think we do a pretty good job on this level, but um, uh, I, I think for me, where we started out doing just anything we could before we were ever on the internet, and we were doing sports drive in the first few years of of uh, the Joe Beaver Show, and then the Joe Show in that summer, I personally like it when we can delve into accomplishments from the prep level or other new, no, uh, newsmakers in the in the area that aren't connected to Oregon State. A little bit, such as Kevin Gregg yesterday. That was he is not connected perfect. to Oregon State, no. did not go to Oregon State. No. But he's a local high school baseball coach and local kid who made great yeah. in the major leagues for 13 years. I thoroughly enjoyed that story with Kevin yesterday. Now, there is a story that I hope we can pursue, if not today, probably tomorrow and maybe with maybe Thursday when I begin a long travel. You and TJ will have mm-hmm. a lot of days ahead with a lot of uh, opportunities to visit about local things. Speaking of things, this is not a sports story really at all, and yet it kind of has the Joe Show feel to it. We're going to make an effort. If you haven't seen it yet, you can check it out on the GT's website, orvalisgazettimes.com. It is a subscriber service. I do subscribe. I believe in that locally and do. Cody Mann has written a tremendous story that have popped up within the hour on Steve uh, and Jeannie Bittner and their daughter Hannah, Mary Demisha from Ukraine, and how, and this is all, they've made a trip back there taking a thousand pounds worth of relief aid back to Misha's hometown area, our sister city in Ukraine. Yeah. That's it, a great local. It is, it is. It's scary. It's very, very scary. Very scary. And Steve, Steve talks about this article, which I've not, because it came within the past hour and had other things, phone calls research and things going on. I've not been able to read it verbatim. But the upshot is that Steve himself 
And I remember, this is close to having the local sports connection. We'll go to Mike in Seattle in just a second here on the Downward Dog phone line. The article reads that in 2010, Steve Bittner took several teams of students from Sandy M. Christian Schools to Ukraine on service trips. His wife, Jeannie, and daughter came along. Hannah picked up the fondness for the country and culture from her father. Hannah made a number of additional trips to work in a facility and teach English there. Hannah and Misha met in Ukraine in 2014, were married in 2015. They rented a house, and we would see Hannah and Misha nearly every day because they rented a house on property where we keep our donkey and pony. Hey, Hannah. Hey, Misha. Hey, Hannah. Hey. And got to see them and Steve and Jeannie every once in a while there at the house, too. Steve's son nearly walked on to play football for Mike Riley at Oregon State out of Sandy Am Christian. So we've got Everything's connected here oh, locally, yeah. Oh, yeah. but what a tremendous local story it is. So we want to talk to Steve a little bit about what he, if we don't get him, we highly commend the article by Cody Mann in today's GT and maybe in the print edition tomorrow, online now. Actually, I think it's in the print edition. It's today. in the print edition t- today. Did you see it, Doc? Yeah, I think it's so. A, it's a great story. About well, a local and I did a family. story yesterday. The follow-up is that there, yesterday was a de- another day of like the third day of taking equipment in and medical supplies to a specific doctor. But they had already, uh, Hannah and Misha, had already gotten there and taken two loads in to Ukraine of That's so, clothing and food It stuff. is frightening. It's scary. Steve talks about that. But what a, what a great work they're doing. So congratulations to them, and thanks to Cody and the GT for bringing attention to it. Now, we're going to go to Mike in Seattle. Insane, we don't talk much NFL. Mike or somebody, might have been the orange one, sent me a text during the game, and I'm in the middle of a game and thus could not go deeper than I wanted to. The passing of John Clayton, Doc, is very sad news. Mike in Seattle can perhaps touch on how it's being played in the Bonnie Lake, Seattle area with all of the great sports talk work that goes on there, the, the tremendous writers through the years there what John Clayton meant to that community. So many uh, broadcasters and uh, writers. And I will say this, while I'm, that he passed. I'm not a huge NFL guy. I'm not. Haven't really been since I discovered college football a long time ago and have chosen Saturday over Sunday through most of my life. However, John Clayton, as a correspondent to the league, I felt like he was one of the first that sort of invented the genre, the the category of insider and reporter, mm, yeah. that there's a bunch of them now in the world. Adam Schefter and others, I think, owe their careers to what John Clayton, I felt like, was a pioneer to be a national-level NFL inside reporter, and you'd see him on all the shows, and he knew everything. <laughs> yeah, he was the original guy. Oh, well, who, Peter uh, Peter Gannon is it? Who's the baseball guy? Peter Gammons. Yeah, yeah. Peter Gammons. Yeah, he was like that. But but, yeah. but but John knew everything. Oh yeah. You could ask him any question about any personnel issue or anything else, and John would know and share intelligent information about every team. He always had his home in Seattle and connected to that market. But because he was in Seattle and because sports radio was just in the uh, kind of the in the ascendancy back in the. In the early 90s, John was kind enough to come on Sports Radio 1520 in Portland several times with me and other Mm -hmm. hosts up there through the years. Always gave of himself and time. And that's what so many reporters have come in and said. John Clayton inspired me. He helped me. He took time with me. 
Now, I'm not sure why Mike in Seattle has called, and I'm not trying to to load his lip on John Clayton, but I'd like to talk to Mike a little bit about John and and maybe Mike's own thoughts about the outstanding reporter that John was and the stunning news that he passed last week at the age of 67 and the tributes that have been pouring in. Mike, thanks for calling us. I don't know what else you called about, but if you don't mind starting a little bit, the news seemed to rock the Seattle sports world area, and the tributes have been uh, eloquent for John Clayton. Yeah, um, yeah, that's exactly why I called, because you were kicking it off with the kind of astonishment and wonderment about the NFL cycle that now is a 12-month almost daily cycle on, uh, on television and on sports radio. And yes, um, I moved up here and I'll say 19, I don't know. It was 82 or 83. And I, like you like to buy newspapers back in the day mm-hmm. when there was a ton of them and you could get them all over. And, um, I could, I would buy the, I would buy the, uh, Get the TNT out of Tacoma. Right. I would get the PI and the Times and go find a place for lunch, and I could uh, <laughs> I could get into those. And John Clayton kind of was the lead sports guy at the TNT when he moved out here from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that's back when a sports section was fifteen or twenty pages with down <laughs> to the high school baseball right. kind of box scores, and and uh, and there was many others. And then. Uh, then he got into the radio business on a Saturday morning show on the NFL that would go every Saturday morning from about 7 to 10, every Saturday morning for about, at KJR, he was there for about 25 years. And then then when the ESPN affiliate came to Seattle at Cairo, then he was forced to move over there because he was working TV for ESPN. And that went on for another 10 or 15 years. And so he passed away on Friday, and I think it was quick. And uh, uh, and the sports world up here is rock. You know, all those guys who cut their teeth on sports mm-hmm. radio, mm-hmm. you know, from Dave Grosby and Mike Gastineau and Saki Mall, you know, all those names you know, we now know and I think you've had on, they were rocked by it. And the outpouring of, uh, I'll say, love and appreciation for John Clayton has been absolutely amazing. You know, from Roger Goodell, you know, to Barack Obama, to every coach and player uh, in the NFL that had any any interaction, um, and uh, and he was a Seattle guy. He lived in Renton, Washington. You know, right there in an apartment. And his wife is uh, Pat. You know, who he says is the number one love of his life, and then number two is the NFL. Uh, it's just been unbelievable. It's almost like it takes you back to those events we've had where things things happen and people start coming out of the woodwork and telling stories about him. So I wondered if you ever came in contact or John came in contact with John Clayton. Kind of sounds like you did back in your Portland days. Yes, yeah. I had the pleasure of interviewing him several times. And in those early days of sports talk radio really beginning to take hold, the fan in Portland was one of the first four or five to go in the country to go 24-7 right. sports. So Back in those days, I had Michael Wilbon on. I had uh, Bob Ryan on before all the sports talking head shows and all of that that ESPN and other networks have done ever since, getting writers and people to weigh in. That was something early on that because I've so respected 
sports writing and sports pages right. that those guys like John and Bob Ryan and others, Michael Wilbon, a memorable conversation with him. It was Tony Kornheiser came on once, wow. uh, Malcolm Moran from the New York Times, and a few others were willing because they weren't they weren't being asked by that many people back then right. in those early days of sports talk radio. So I had the the true pleasure of interacting with John a few times in the early nineties. Well, good, and it sounds like he was the kind of guy in his profession, you know, that never turned down a phone call. So if you called from Portland and uh, uh, he'd answer the phone and come on. Mm-hmm. I bet if the Joe Beaver show called him to come on and talk about Oregon Staters in the NFL, you know, and their yeah. cap number and all that kind of stuff, I, I bet he would have come on. And that, that was the outpouring that people talk about, that he was gracious, he was thankful, he uh, always had time, you know, yeah. for fans, if you saw him in a restaurant or out on the road. And so it's been amazing. And that there are people who say that was the start of the 24-hour news cycle for the NFL, and John Clayton was uh, yeah. kind of the birthplace of it. At games, he would have two phones in his ear. You know, he'd have one on the right and one on the left, and he'd be talking to teams about, you know, who's inactive that week so mm-hmm. he could report on that. So yeah, I'm glad you guys had a chance to be in touch with him along the way, and I read his paper every day, and uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's another passing of those guys in our lives, you know, that have had a big impact. So, Mike, thank Go you. Beans, have a yeah. good day. Thanks, Thanks for the call. I didn't realize he was on the radio for so long. Yeah, he did a lot of radio stuff too on the television, but that, but Mike just touched on what I I think he invented. He invented the insider, the NFL insider. He was the first. Yeah, he was the guy that invented the category and perfected it from the standpoint of I'm not going to just talk about the Seahawks here in Seattle. I will talk about every team in the league and their cap space and what they're doing in free agency and, and how get contacts so he and, could get inside information. Exactly. And he built that network of contacts up and he was a guy, well, let's go to the professor, John Clayton, and yeah. see what he has to say about yeah. and he knew everything. He struck me as sort of a Wally Cox type figure on the radio on the television. I yeah. said, well, what's Wally Cox? He's got a new gig. That's how he struck me. But he also was generous, gracious, as Mike just said, but so generous with his time. We didn't test it in these last years here. We never asked John to be on the show while you and I've been together the past 20 some years. Mm -hmm. But Mike seems to think that had we called and said, John Beavers in the NFL, we want a full report. And he probably would have said yes and done it. (laughs) He would have been able to off of his memory. Right. One of the funniest things I've ever seen was one of the uh, the ESPN did one of their commercials where he had the long hair. Yes. And he was in his mom's basement. Beautiful. Yeah, that was good. It was good. Let's break. If you have any thoughts on this or anything else you'd like to jump in with, it makes me think now, though, perhaps by way of talking about John, but also localizing a little bit, probably time to reach out to Ron, to Ron Callen. And if we just, if I just went the Warren Swain old approach uh, as the voice of the University of Oregon down the road, I loved his post-game interviews. He would get Don Munson on and say, Don... <laughs> Blair Rasmussen. Oh, well, Warren, obviously uh, Blair had a good game tonight. He shot the ball well for, you know, Don would. Coach, Arizona State. 
That would be the question. <laughs> and Munson would come in, whether Jim Haney would come in. Whether, did anybody ever go, is there a question nope. in there? No, you got into a comfortable style. And in, in conversation on the air, sometimes, <laughs> you know, I do that with Mitch or whoever. I'll yeah, just say, sure. hey, Travis Pizzana, you know, he, he showed power to the, he pulls a homer, he hits a home run into the right field bleachers. Coach, it looks like he has, you know, I mean, it, did that surprise you at all, the power to both fields? That might be, but sometimes it's just you leave a phrase hanging and the coach will pick up yeah, and go. It's yeah. all right. It's okay to do that, I hope, once in a while. But I don't think I've ever said, Coach Casey, <laughs> Mark Marquis. You know, I just you I, would have gotten, uh, is there a question in there? Him? What about him? <laughs> but with Ron Callen, if he came on, I might say, Ron, John Clayton. And I bet Ron would go. <laughs> yeah. If because they've probably yeah. they've probably connected in Seattle over the Oh, years. oh yeah. Now we're getting him on. We have to. To after talk about the gone. WNIT. Oh, after I'm gone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's just well, be clear. I got you. Lever is to be pulled. Because you can get Ron on to talk about New Mexico. And, Absolutely. And, yeah, and I, I want to talk to him about John Clayton because right. he knows everybody. He does. He will have a story. He'll have a story about the time he rescued John from the top of the Space Needle. Right. Probably. Something like that. He'll. <laughs> Ron will have a story. Parallax View, by the way. Let's take a break. Underrated film, weird film, not a bad film. Never Let's, heard of it. Uh, Parallax View filmed the opening scene from the Space Needle in Seattle. A frightening, harrowing one. I'll tell you that, too. I'll tell you. Anyway, we'd love to have you join us. 497-5356. We're going to make an effort. If any of you know Steve Bittner personally and have a cell number, you can pass along. Steve, if you're listening, we want to talk to you. In the meantime, Cody Mann has written a tremendous story in the GT about what Hannah and Misha are doing in Ukraine, providing relief in, in just a, a courageous, loving, and generous effort for Misha's home country. If you have any thoughts about that, anything you want to jump in with, 497-5356. A little bit on the transfer portal, always active and heating up within the Pac-12 we've been reading about. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that and more. Thanks for joining us today on 1240 Joe Radio. Looking for an appliance, Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Maytag, Speed Queen, refrigerators, freezers, dishwashers, cooking appliances, washers, and dryers. If it is an appliance or an appliance accessory, contact Kellenberger Appliance. We offer install and delivery on the product we sell. We even offer service on most major brands. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street in Lebanon. Kellenberger Appliance, the best place to buy appliances. On the web at kellenbergers.com. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project but have finally decided to take a leap and get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood, and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beeves! If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beeves.
Middleton Heating has served the Mid-Valley for over 73 years and is still here to help with all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Middleton can repair, replace, or maintain all types of heating, cooling, and exhaust venting equipment. AC causing you trouble? Need repairs or replacement? Give Middleton Heating a call. Middleton offers several financing options for new equipment and participates in state, federal, and manufacturer incentive programs. You can count on Middleton for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Give them a call or find them online at middletonheating.net. Every Qdoba catering order is a fresh-made Mexican feast of hand-smashed, flame-grilled, sliced, diced, and sautéed flavors perfect for any occasion. Whether you're planning your office's Tortilla Tuesday, hosting a post-game party for your intramural dodgeball team, or trying to bring in a dinner for your PTA meeting that's so good, it'll bump your kid up to an A-minus in Spanish class. Qdoba Catering. Fresh, hot, easy, delicious. Order today. Trump's Hobbies in Corvallis has been a full-line old-fashioned hobby shop since 1972. Stop by and see their selection of radio-controlled cars, boats, airplanes, and helicopters. Trump's has model trains, rockets, drones, fantasy games and puzzles, plus paints, parts, and accessories. They're also proud to support schools, clubs, and groups throughout the Mid-Valley and the Oregon coast. Build it, drive it, fly it. Trump's Hobbies in the Timber Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis, bringing enjoyment to life. Back on the Joe Beaver Show. In this next segment, John and Mike will show you their musical skills. Guys, whistle along. Come on, guys, it's not that hard. Like this. The Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. TJ actually getting a day off today. Good for TJ. He won't have many days off in the days no, ahead. No, no. Thank you, Olduvai. Olduvai George. Uh, George has texted in. Nash George's or- cousin is uh, on the NASCAR tour. Is he really? Yeah. George Almendinger's cousin. Yeah. And his last name, I can't remember his first name. The driver's last name is oh. Almendinger. And, okay. and I'll also say, look George, for that. There's, uh, I had a friend who I worked with up in Portland who went and did shows and worked for the Motor Racing Network in Daytona Beach. And Steve a, Kenyon? No, oh. it was uh, Marty Huff. You, oh, Marty Huff, you, and then Kenyon went to like some national rodeos. He's a rodeo he? guy on okay. the national level. Marty went to MRN and was there for years right. doing uh, all kinds of motor talk, and that was the place. It's satellite. I understand, George, that it's not regular radio, but <laughs> George would have loved it. We carried Don, uh, my, my former boss up in Portland, carried uh, racing on the radio every every single week. Radio racing, I mean, I worked for a while at KEX, and we'd carry the Budweiser G.I. Joe's yeah. 200. And I, and I was part really of a coverage well. team with Baba came in Scotland. Were you at the chicane? And I was, yeah, yeah I, I said, there it is. Where's the chicane? It's right over there. But I didn't, you know. <laughs> Let's I, go to turn five yeah, with Mike Parker. I, I, I didn't ever provide those kind. Dave Bell and some other outstanding broadcasters did. I worked a little bit on pre- and post-race stuff with very little knowledge. But in the midst of, in the midst of all of that, Bill Hildick set up an interview for me, and I knew I was in the presence of greatness. It's a, uh-huh. you know, in the line of um, in Midnight Run, an underrated motion picture with Charles Grodin and Robert De Niro, Dennis Farina. Farina himself says, sits down in a limo with Grodin and says, "So I'm finally in the presence of greatness, <laughs> the Duke." I knew I was in the presence of greatness, uh-huh. not 
physically in person, but Bill Hildick said, he said, I got an interview for you tonight on the cart talk. Cause Bill and I would do cart yeah, talk I and cart I was talk. cart talk was one of the shows. Yeah. And generally it was Bill. Good evening. Welcome to cart talk. Go man. Go. Yeah, you're he, the radio guy. Yeah, I'm just the moderator and getting to, us in and out of in breaks. In and out of breaks. And then they go. That was not unlike the KEX had some great shows. Fishing and outdoors. Fishing and outdoors. With Scotland, with, Kevin oh. Young, neither of whom knew anything about it. No. And those Nor shows did I. were so great because the two guys they had on there knew Steelhead Steve. And, and yeah. then there was a trivia night. And those two trivia guys yes. knew everything. And there was no Google. No. These guys they knew were good. so much. But I anyway. Agree. The fun uh, times. I, so Bill Hildick says, I've got an interview yeah. set up for the show tonight. Huh? Mario Andretti. And he <laughs> said, and you're doing it. Whoa. Now, again, pre-Google, pre, you know, yeah. so I, I found what I could. I mean, you still could go do research on people. Yeah. It just yeah. was harder to get stuff at your fingertips. But I, oh, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Okay. And it was, uh, it was one of the highlights. I mean, to, to be able to interact yeah. with him. Yeah. For 15 minutes on Cart Talk in Portland was a genuine thrill. And Bill helped me a little bit shape some of the lines of questioning in the Father's Day event between he and Michael uh, six years earlier or yeah. whatever. When yeah. at the last second, Less Michael comes second. in, you know, it was an unbelievable finish. And the whole, Michael, did you, uh, Mario, did you let your son win? <laughs> no. no <laughs> now, that would have been akin to me asking Dr. Ferdy Pacheco if mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali has Parkinson's because of boxing, which he blew up at me for. Mm-hmm. And then I had to talk him down. And that right. was, turned out to be a fun interview. But same kind of deal. It's like I was going to ask you if there was any cliche question that Mario would have gotten mad about. You know, I, you I, not no, I knew about I knew about the whole Michael and Mario thing. I'd read about it even at the yeah, time. Like, oh, that's did. interesting. It's yeah. a father on Father's Day. Yeah. This happens. It's unbelievable. Right. So I, I asked Bill before we started the interview, is that, you know, how is that subject for the Andretti family? Yeah. You know, the yeah. Son winning and overtaking pops in the last, you know, and winning by 60 less yards. Than a second. Yeah. And wins by less than a second. Father's an incredible finish. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't write it up any better. Than no. And Bill said, oh, it's okay. Just, you know, here's how my, and so I did ask and, Mario was very gracious in answering, but it was a, it was in the presence of greatness, no doubt, as part of that whole conversation. So, so I had a, a, an experience that I honestly don't even remember. I was there was a, a racer who was an up and coming racer coming to town, and they wanted me to go to lunch with this guy. So I went to lunch <laughs> with this guy, and it wow. turns out, and I don't remember who it was, but he turned out to be at the time pretty hot, and then became very hot right. for about five years. Yep. And I don't even remember who it was. I remember the athletes, uh, the drivers and so on that I had in that little time period of about three years getting to be part of that coverage team. And even before that, in the earlier 90s with Bill Hildick and Cart Talk. Yeah. There was the drivers were tremendous interviews. And that's something that Rome, Rome's come full circle. Jimmy used to talk about neck car (laughs) and how everybody's named Kyle or whatever else. And uh, what somebody must have said, look, you got to. Jimmy, there's money to be made here for you, for us, for everybody. <laughs> and Jim, either somebody got to him because yeah. he now, but he he has said and truly that the the drivers, in NASCAR, and I don't hear him talk much to IndyCar drivers, but the NASCAR drivers he's had on, he said, are among the best interviews and ever, are. and they are, they are, and you know the uh, one of the the, the most 
results-driven shows you and I ever did. And I don't know how we got into it, but we were talking about open-wheel racing. Yeah. And we were flooded with phone yeah, calls. Yeah, so I, we assume an interest still exists in the Budweiser G.I. Joe's 200 was a spectacular event drawing 200,000-plus people annually for so many years. Anyhow, we get into all of that just to say to Old Abai Gorge, he's upset that the national sports talk people don't talk more NASCAR, but now I sort of understand that he's got he's got a family in the fight. Yeah. So I, I get that. Thank you for the input today. Open phones, 497-5356 on the Downward Dog phone line and University Honda text line. There are a number of people getting into the portal, and who knows, you know, we may be hearing news from our own world soon, mm-hmm. uh, but I know that it's happening everywhere, as it seems to this time of year. Jalen Graham from ASU, Jaden Dallaire, Stanford, four different players from Utah are in the portal. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment as we go today here on the Joe Beaver Show. But Weldon, thank you for the call, and welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. Thank you, Mike. Uh, just calling to uh, encourage you guys uh, to continue with the local sports and news. You guys have done an excellent job over the last 20 years. I listen to you almost every day. Uh, I'm breathing a little hard here. I just came in from working in the yard outside. Sorry. Good for you. But uh, you guys, uh, you know, you know, I think 75 to 85 percent of what your uh, show's about is the Beavers, of course, and, and the local. And, and still you tie in the national sports with, you know, the interview with Johnny Heckard and the Super Bowl and all that, which is very difficult to do, I know. And, and I just think you guys have done a tremendous job over the years. And, and I also, to your point, Mike, about national sports talks, NBA and NFL, I can only agree but they, you know, obviously, as John mentioned, they really don't have much of a choice. Right. It's kind of programmed that way, and they are a network that goes across the country, and they hit the populated big cities like Portland. They're going to talk about the Trailblazers, of yeah. course. Yeah. They're not going to talk too much about Hillsborough High School or no. Oregon City or whatever, so... I just think you guys are doing a great job, and just keep it up. Weldon, that's kind of you. May I ask, this is Weldon Gregg, by the way. I recognize your voice. Are you, If you're working in the yard on this beautiful day today, I, 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 I tune in to all the radio stations around occasionally, but haven't for a while. Are you no longer working at 1580? I mean, what what's your situation now? Yes, Mike, I retired twice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was difficult to do. You know the love of uh, doing what you're doing, and I did that for, I'd say, around 50 years. Wow. Because I started My out gosh. right after high school. Good for you. But... Uh, um, yeah, I'm just uh, out of radio. I'm surprised you recognize my voice because it's gotten a little raspy as the years go by. Now, the 50 years, Weldon, that, that you were in the business, all local? All here? Uh, pretty much so. Out of, uh, I you know, went to college and then I went to radio school up in Portland and got a job out of that school, which no longer exists, and went to Klamath Falls for about eight months and and decided to finish my college degree, came back and did that, and then um, ended up in the Valley. I was at Clue Radio there by Avery Park for 10 years, and mm-hmm. then, uh, by the way, say hi to Doug Blair. I was with him for about across town for about 14 years at K-Fly then AM. Nice. And then over to KGAL, 
And so I spent, you know, most of those years right in the Valley, Mid-Valley. And you know, I believe in local news and local sports. So yeah. I think you guys do a tremendous job. Well, John thank, and yeah, uh, thank TJ you. with high school. Well, and, the uh, high school sports scene, too, sports scene, between yeah, what great. what goes on here, Weldon, and through the years, I enjoy listening. Not, you know, we're, we're not, it's a tenant of radio. You don't talk about the competition in other stations, well, actually, but 920 and 1580 through the years, I listen with pleasure to the local stuff, tremendous play-by-play work by, by the talented people who've worked over there through the years. Really a lot of fun no, to listen no, to. No doubt. And, Weldon, I will admit this. I'm jealous sometimes because when I tune in on the weekends to your quote-unquote network of sports, they're, it's not all NFL. It's a little bit more diverse. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. Right. <laughs> Weldon, I, I'm glad. I, maybe this time, you know, whether or not, if you get called back into the business, I hope we hear you on the air again. But it's kind of you to take time to join us today. Really appreciate the the, the support and the years listening to yeah. the station, it means a lot to us. Thanks for taking the time to call. You bet. Keep it up, guys. Thank you, Weldon. Weldon, Greg, 50 years. Legend in this yeah, in no, these I, parts. It, tremendous work by, by the local stations through yeah. the years, and, and he was a big part of it. Let's uh, take a break, Doc. When we come back, regroup a little bit on the portal. Before we come back, we'll get into some other things in the next hour, whether anything breaks through from a guest front. We'll see. But a little bit on the portal and the names and and numbers I mentioned, there are probably more to come. Let's talk about that and more and consider some other things, too, within the uh, next hour on the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. Looking for an appliance? Whirlpool Frigidaire, Maytag, Speed Queen, refrigerators, freezers, dishwashers, cooking appliances, washers and dryers. If it is an appliance or an appliance accessory, contact Kellenberger Appliance. We offer install and delivery on the product we sell. We even offer service on most major brands. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street in Lebanon. Kellenberger Appliance, the best place to buy appliances. On the web at kellenbergers.com. Need an extra bed for the family? Expect an out-of-town guest this summer? Not sure where they're going to sleep? You could add a new bedroom onto the house. Or an easier and less expensive solution would be to buy a futon from Futon Man in Corvallis. Futon Man has quality constructed solid hardwood frames in lots of styles and finishes. Their mattresses are highly resilient, have a long-lasting foam core, and are made right in the store. There's lots of decorative cover choices, too. Stop by Futon Man, two miles north of Corvallis on Highway 99, or online at futon-man.com. Have an interior or exterior painting project? Let the experts at Armstrong Painting handle the work for you. Armstrong Painting has earned an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and a reputation for quality service at a fair price here in the Mid-Valley. Armstrong Painting's team of local professionals use the best quality Miller paint and work year-round to provide lasting beauty and protection for your home or business. Schedule your exterior painting project for spring or summer. Call Ken at 541-990-5147 for a free estimate. Online at armstrongpaintingllc.com. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team and go beeves 
Hey, this is Randy Holmes down at the Angry Beaver Grill getting all fired up about things going on down here. Come test your knowledge in our Tuesday night trivia. Enjoy food and drink specials and don't miss our Friday night prime rib and salmon dinners. Every Wednesday night starting at 5 o'clock, come try our $7 all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner with garlic bread and salad. At the Angry Beaver, it's always game night in our upstairs video arcade and game room featuring air hockey, pinball, pop a shot, and more. So let's get fired up and support local down at the Angry Beaver on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Yeah, very, very much, much so. so. Very a lot of troubling things. St. Ralph. Quick, uh, I look forward to trying that one, Doc. <laughs> and I'm glad you watched Temple Grandin because Great we're movie. all, yeah, it really is the I've tremendous performance by Flair. Flair Dane. Parallax View, quick thing. The Parallax View is worth renting, watching, if you have it on your streaming service. Never heard of it. Warren Beatty, <laughs> all apprentice. Uh, don't know others, but that's an, uh, Beatty's good in it. It's Filmed in the Pacific Northwest. The opening scene, as I said, is in the Space Needle. Yeah. It's an interesting movie with an interesting premise. But the best part of it is a scene in the film, and I just think about, it, did this actually happen? Or Beatty goes to get on a flight, but he just walks from the airport onto the tarmac and onto the plane. No security check. I mean, this is 1973-74. The, the, the flight attendant is coming by like on a train or a bus collecting fare. And where are you going? You, are you on a, you're nonstop to L.A.? That'll be uh, $74, sir. And Beatty reaches into his pocket and pays her there on the plane. A little late if uh, he doesn't have the money. Exactly. <laughs> but I just thought, did that world ever exist? When I see that film, Parallax View... Conspiracy theories abound. It's an entertaining film in its own odd way. I, I just want to know if that world did exist. Do you just walk out? Hey, hey, there's a flight. There's a plane right out there. Yeah, let's go. Come on. You have a ticket? No, but we can get one on the plane. Did that exist? That's a good question. That is my question. The only question. thing out of Parallax View that stays with me is that. Speaking of that, um, Amy has written in okay. and is asking for your... Oscar picks because it's on Sunday. See, the problem is I'm watching the parallax view. Amy, you understand what I'm saying, Amy? I don't I, think I've seen I one haven't seen movie I don't of see the, the modern films. I have to wait till they're about 25, 30, 40 years old. I'd rather watch Three Days of the Condor again than probably some of the my current stuff. And, and I'm I... wrong. I know I'm wrong, but that's sort of where my tastes go. It's not a choice, but my daughter and I went to see Death on the Nile, the newest version. How is it? Very good. Good. I, I, that's I one I've been tempted to look at. entertaining. Even though it's modern. It was so good. Kenneth Branagh. It's, I like him. It's very good. Okay. But uh, Annette Bening is in there. I like her, too. And you you ever have, I think we all do, and, and we're all getting older, so there isn't anybody I'm insulting here, but where you see someone, you go, whoa, because of how much they've aged. I used to be in love with Annette Bening. Well, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, still, of course, for all the right reasons. Speaking of Warren Beatty, But it was like, Bugsy. whoa, I couldn't believe. Yeah. No, I got you. Because you don't see him in quite some time. Back in the day when movie talk was a thing in Portland, back to cart talk, movie talk, yeah. pit talk, hockey talk. I won talk, tickets on movie talk. talk. You know, yeah, you did win <laughs> tickets. You interacted with me on the show anticipating the 21st century. You, we we would talk My movies, voice. and we would. I had a pass, Hi, the Mike. golden pass. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, Mike. I know. I, I used. To, I <laughs> you would call show. in and break down films. We would talk about it. 
occasionally venture into sports, too. You'd get on and I'd say, oh, by the way, how do you think the Blazers are going to do this weekend? <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll get back to Warren Beatty here shortly in his latest film, Bugsy, which was new then. Yeah, yeah. But I had a pass. Yeah, the Golden Pass. Act three theaters, and I could go to any movie, anytime, anywhere with a guest. Those were those were good times, Doc. Anyhow. Oh, yeah. And you had the guy And so I too. saw modern films. Yeah. But I, I haven't seen really anything. I heard my daughter said, she, I think, is there a Spider-Man film out in theaters yeah. now? I think my daughter, Elle, it's went and said it was while, pretty good. It's actually really but good. But it was yeah. her first trip to a theater in a couple of years. Yeah. So the... Uh, Parallax view. I just want to know from anybody traveled a lot. Did you just get on a plane and buy your ticket then with no like trains, no security? Yeah, yeah. Like well, I mean, unbelievable to transfer over from trains to planes. Yeah, that's what maybe that's how the transition was. That's what trains were doing. Incredible. Anyway, the transfer portal. Speaking of traveling around, the portal. You go in, you come out. I somebody finally, (laughs) Doctor Pepper was it? Somebody. I just the whole portal world is a mysterious thing. Go in, and where do you come out? I liked how Dr. Pepper and the whole Fansville thing kind of took that on as a theme. Yeah. Anybody need a putter? No, we're good. good. I mean, that's clever. (laughs) It's good. There's more potential there for comedic stuff. But in the portal now from the Pac-12 and men's hoops, and I we've not I don't think we've listed everybody, but a cursory glance, and I saw something. This occurred to me coming across the feed. Yeah. You know, Jalen Graham, Arizona State, in the portal. Jaden Dallaire, Stanford, in the portal. Utah's got four different guys. One, two, three, four different guys in the portal already. And it just got me thinking about the you know the, the abundance of players within the portal. You you alluded to a tweet this morning from mm-hmm. some somebody who covers college basketball that suggested there could be activity or news within Oregon State's world in that, you know, in the days to come, it's possible. Right. And probably likely, in fact. But one of the things that it it occurred to me in looking at the portal, just sort of as a, you know, if there is news in our world and even in the news that that we're reading about and hearing about within the other programs, sometimes that's all you'll know. So-and-so on the portal. And I hope that everybody understands that in any situation in the portal, a lot of components go into it. And in I'm sure in some cases, uh, the coaching staffs or the coaches in these various programs, it, it's a little bit like I think Jonathan Smith and other football coaches have all over the country at the end, your end of year meetings. There are times when people end up going into the portal from a various school. It doesn't necessarily mean that 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 player was necessarily disgruntled or didn't like looking for a new landing spot. Sometimes I think there's a coaches are almost in assessing situations. There could even be some encouragement along those lines that, Hey, you know, you, there might be a better fit for you somewhere. We like you, we'd love you to stay. But if you know, there could be at times, you know, the coaches of these various programs, I think a sense of not necessarily shoving kids there, there's the portal. You see the glimmering light. Now jump in. You know, I'm not sure that they're, they're doing that per se, but I do think that behind all of these portal stories, Doc, there are things that will probably, that I'll never know, you'll never know, that the coaches and the players and all of that themselves are privy to, and we can't just look at a portal transfer deal and say, oh, oh my gosh, that's bad. Not necessarily. 
What do you, you got? Know, you, you live by it or you die by it. You, you can benefit from it on a smaller level. You can mix and match. I, I think it's going to be the team's because it's such a new phenomenon. Now, I have an article here that talks about the top 10 portal players in basketball, not football, but basketball, mm -hmm. from 24-7 sports. But in the opening paragraphs, it talks about the difference between last year. In 2021, more than 1,700 oh players. Oh, my gosh. 1,700? Mar portal market. 1,700. This year, there's already it's already nearing 800. But I don't think it's going to come close to 1,700. But that's because there was a couple of things. You got the extra year from the NCAA. And the free year. And the free year. The free year uh, and the extra year and the fact you could transfer without punishment, exactly. without sitting out. Now, for all those players who transferred, they're going to think twice about transferring a second or third time if because they, have to they sit would out have to sit out. Right. The fact that they could transfer without penalty was a one-time deal. Mm -hmm. But. We don't have time to go through it all right now, yeah. but I will say this. Maybe in the next hour we can talk about some of these guys on the top ten list. It's not Pac-12 related at all. It's just national. So Except none of the guys are from the Pac-12? Oh, Jaden Delaire. Jayden now, he's Delaire, a graduate transfer, though, He's I number think. three. I believe he's a graduate transfer, so he won't have to sit out. Yeah, that would be true. Um, just one really odd thing that I noticed, and we've got about a minute mm -hmm. and a half, two minutes. One th odd thing I noticed was, man, when I'm going through this thing, I'm going, what was going on 18 to 22 years ago on TV or in movies? Because there are four Jalens, two uh, Jadens, and two Camerons. Literally, in the top ten, those are the names. All spelled differently, of course. Yes. But well, Jalen? And we've got our own Jaden Grant. What was going on back then? Cameron Crowe. Who is the, the character? Usually they come yeah, from Disney that's movies. that's true. I, I don't know. Like a lot of aerials. Jalen you know? and Jaden from films. I don't have any working knowledge. I didn't think, I don't think there was a character named Jalen in the Parallax view. <laughs> no. But Warren Beatty walks onto a plane and pays for his ticket while on the plane. That'll be $90. Sir. He just reaches in and pays her. And okay. The question is, did that they world still ever? Yeah, did that world ever? Yeah, they're on the tarmac. He's on. He just walks well, yeah, onto the but plane. If he can't pay, does he walks get onto off? the plane, and finds a seat. Because the, the purser on the train doesn't come around until you're rolling. Yeah, that's a good point. And then I don't if know. You don't have the money. What do they do? Arrest they toss you, you out. The other end? You get lift off occurs. Collect the ticket. Don't have it. There's the door. <laughs> Let, let's wrap up this first hour. We've got an hour to go. We'll have open phones. But any of you that travel, do you ever remember it that way? Is that a detail that even in 1973, as old as that is, the parallax view people got wrong? It's an important question. And Case Keenum, uh, Russell Wilson, Marcus Mariota, Baker <laughs> Mayfield, Deshaun Watson. Closing the hour the way we began on 1240 Show Radio. All set, please. Here's the microphone. This thing on. This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe Radio. I'm Jim Chesko with your money now. General Motors was hoping to avoid this recall, but the U.S. safety regulators shot down that request, and the Detroit automaker is recalling 740,000 small SUVs in the U.S. because headlight beams can be too bright and cause glare for oncoming drivers. GM will send out recall letters in late April. Being recalled, GMC Terrain SUVs model years 2010 through 17. The Biden administration says it gave classified briefings last week to companies and sectors about the potential for Russian cyber attacks, as President Biden and other officials offer fresh warnings about such assaults. The administration's deputy national security advisor for cyber and emerging says... 
The administration is urging companies to act immediately to protect the services millions of Americans rely on and to use the resources the federal government makes available. So far, so good for stocks today. The Dow Industrial is up 186 points. The S&P 500 has added 40. The Nasdaq Composite up 245. That's your money now. That dinner was delicious. What's next? Uh, I'm thinking just the check. Do you frequently have gas, bloating, diarrhea, stomach pain, or loose oily stools after eating? One or more of these symptoms could be a sign of exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. And it may be time to talk to your doctor. If you have EPI, Creon may be right for you. Creon, pancrelipase, is an oral prescription medication that treats EPI. Creon replaces enzymes you may be missing to help you break down food properly. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosis colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Do not chew capsules or contents as this may cause mouth irritation. Tell your doctor if you have unusual or severe stomach pain, bloating, trouble passing stool, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, worsening of painful swollen joints, or allergic reactions. Other side effects may include changes in blood sugars, gas, dizziness, or sore throat and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Talk to your doctor about Creon, the number one prescribed EPI treatment, and visit gocreon.com. That's G-O-C-R-E-O-N.com. Or call one 800 for auto glass solutions, better call a glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. If you need your windshield repaired or replaced, you don't need to call that 800 number. Give me a call. For auto glass solutions, better call a glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. Hi, I'm Dennis Silvers, the golf guru, with another golf minute to help you knuckle down your game. One of the best ways to get more distance with your shots is by producing more speed. And an easy way to get more speed, hence more distance, is by rotating the knuckles on your left hand through impact. Rotating the knuckles does two things. It helps square the club face for a more solid hit, but also dramatically increases club head speed by promoting good release. Here's what you need to do. Focus on twisting your left hand down as the club head approaches the ball. To get the feeling of what I mean, try this exercise. Hold your left wrist with your right hand and swing the club head down through the hitting area, starting about waist high. The isolated movement of your left hand slings the club head forward and rotates your knuckles to the ground. So remember, if you need more distance, increase your club head speed by giving your game a knuckle sandwich. Ouch! For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. Nerds! Dreaming of adventure beyond your backyard? NerdWallet can help you compare and find the smartest credit cards to get there. Use NerdWallet to compare travel cards with bonus miles to go from working from home to relaxing far, far away. Then use NerdWallet to compare cashback cards and turn everyday purchases into a beachside cabana big enough for the whole family. More sand for the third tower! She's the only boss you'll be answering to this week. Nice castle. Compare your way there. Find the smartest financial products for you on NerdWallet. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. 
And if you have cut-rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another day in the life of the Joe Beaver Show with Mike Parker, whose name brings instant recognition. It's a Mr. Parker. Who? Mr. Parker. Who? 30, 25, 20, kid! I'm pretty busy right now, Mr. Parker. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, 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 Mr. Parker. Now, just, just calm yourself. Goodbye. I'm excitable. Yeah. Mr. Parker is not alone, of course. Hey, which way did the other fella go? Uh, the other fella was yeah. another fella. You wait right here. I'll go get Warren. Uh, John Warren, the most humble man in sports. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I helped write the game. No. Oh, toured the world, giving lessons and also lecturing. This is good. This is real good. I'm, I'm really proud of our team. And the Joe Beaver Show always seeks fellowship. Is there a doctor on the stands? Why, yes, I'm a doctor. How do you like the game, Doc? So, here living the Doc life are Mike Parker and John Warren with The Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Like it, generally speaking. We head into the second hour on The Joe Beaver Show. You are hoarding. You are a hoarder. You're hoarding That's guests. Right. I've said, well, what are I'm hoarding. Yeah. I have a list. Ron right Callen? No. Sarah Elkanon? No, maybe. Sarah may join us later today, but I doubt it, although we conversed yesterday briefly about today, and she said, yeah, maybe Wednesday, tomorrow. It's tomorrow, Wednesday. Yes, it is. Thank yes, you. Yes, it is. Seattle University coming to town. What a gorgeous day today. Well, yeah, today. <laughs> I know. No, you know what? I, here's what I think. I don't know, but just guessing. It's only a 30 or 40% chance of a shower tomorrow anyway, and, and then the next day is supposed to be partly sunny. So You're saying whatever's coming through tomorrow will be light in nature, yeah. but it would have been nice to be at the ballpark today. Yeah. 305, 70 yeah. degrees. Yeah. You don't get to say that, experience no, that a whole heck don't. of a lot. No, not at Goss Stadium. It's usually freezing cold, and then by the time, well, you get, if you, if you can go regionals and super regionals, you can get really hot. I, yeah, we've had some and then very hot And time. then it's nights, baseball. If you'd like to join us with anything on your mind, apparently, John, you said there was some activity on the uh, University Honda text line, which we'll get to. We appreciate the contributions, open phones as well, at 497-5356. A little quip from Mike in Seattle. D.B. Cooper paid with cash at the airport counter in Seattle. <laughs> I don't know if that's the truth or a joke or a little that's bit of That's pretty both. good. Dave, outside of Sandy, thank you for the text. Uh, Michael says, more Mariner stock. We actually should. He says, half-joking. Yeah. So in the jest, there's a little truth. And maybe with TJ, the consummate Mariners fan, and you guys doing I actually, shows. I actually put a uh, request yesterday to my contact with the Mariners for one of the broadcasters to join us. I don't know that that's going to happen before you get back, but... Good. Aaron Goldsmith has always been kind to yeah. us in that respect. I'd love to talk to Rick Riz. It would be nice to talk to the legend at I, some I've point. Never had him on or talked to I, him. Or... I think I had. I talked to Rick once in the mid '90s, and the great Dave Niehaus came on one time with me in Portland yeah. back in the '90s. Yeah. Again, in those early days when 
Sports Talk Radio is just beginning to, to it get be its a novelty footing. For and, them. Oh, wow. oh, yeah, sure. Tony Larusa came on. On the day of a game that he was managing, had a game like two hours later, and our our producer, Scoop McKillop, reached out a day game in Oakland or what I and LaRusse, Tony LaRusa came on. Well, for and then, too, like what you're saying there with Scoop McKillop, that's amazing because that was pretty much pre-internet as far as getting phone numbers. He has a Rolodex that still would have great value. I've asked Kevin. I said, Kevin, look, you're Scoop McKillop, the pride of St. Paul. He's an Oregon State guy through and through. I've seen him at Beaver events now and again. I said, what did you do with it? Where is your Rolodex? What did you do with it? And he won't He won't. Uh, he won't even tell you where they no. are. I hope he still has it because he had a he had a valuable Rolodex. I was um, teaching TJ the other day about the the term Rolodex. I said, <laughs> he didn't know he hadn't heard it. He had kind of, but he didn't really mm-hmm. know. And and I said, well, it's basically the modern day contact list in your phone. And yes. people would talk about Rolodexes. In, in all businesses, whether it be you're an admin for an executive or whatever, Rolodexes in, in the higher levels of things are extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kevin McKillop, Scoop McKillop would yeah. have been a perfect example of that because, you know, you, you don't want numbers to get out. And, no. And if you've got them, they're trusting you with them. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be a really good producer, that's the tool. That's right. the tool you need right. to be a great sports talk radio producer, or ac- actually anything, a news producer, because of contacts. Yep. Kevin did a great, he was a, fun to work with, and Dreamweaver gave Kevin McKellop, Scoop McKellop, his nickname, <laughs> and Scoop had all the numbers in the world. Thank you for a person texting saying he's moved back from uh, Arizona, but he listened to the show online while in Arizona, but he's back in town. Yep. Thank you for listening. Amy says, since you love talking movies, now... Thank you, Amy, for that. John brought it up earlier. Oscar pick Sunday night. Belfast is a movie she said she enjoyed this week. Drive My Car, a three-hour movie from Japan, up for Best Picture and Best International Movie. Heavy movie, but skillfully done. Thank you, Amy. Doug from Salem. Now, Doug, generally speaking, speaking of three-hour movies, writes long text. Dear Joe Beaver Show, hope to hear about OSU football, spring football. Well, they're on a hiatus now. Yes. You know, their practice window is the exact time we're on the show, generally speaking, which always makes it difficult. But Thus, they're not even playing right but now. But they're not. They're on spring break. But we would uh, love to. I have put to get in a little for bit more. Coach Perkins. We haven't had him on the show. No, nope, love to meet Anthony Perkins. Discuss his film career before becoming <laughs> a, a football coach. Very good film career, by the way, and underrated. Uh, but. Doug, to your point, we do hope to get some more stuff going on football. spring football. Would Only underrated in the respect that outside of, the, of uh, Psycho. Maybe not well known. It's not, it's not top of mind on what else he did. That's true. But he did do other things and quite a few other things quite well. Which is, that's why he's underrated. Right. Because if you watch it, it'd be good. But you don't know about it. True, but you, he... Let's just say you, you play Norman Bates earlier in your career. That may stick with people. Yeah. Typecast. At that time. And, and Jen, but he was Jimmy Pearsall before then. Uh-huh, he was in a uh-huh. basketball movie, The Tall Story, I think it was called, about point shaving in the late 50s, which was a big thing in the 50s in college basketball. I didn't know that Pearsall role was before Psycho. Yes, it was. 
And pretty poison with Tuesday. Well, he's good in that. He's, like I said, he plays a preacher in the life and times of Judge Roy Bean, directed by Walter Houston, or John Houston, I should say, with Paul Newman. Movie's not that good, but the opening half hour, very good. There's a lot of movies in the world that are like that. They start well, don't end well. But the first half hour of the life and times of Judge Roy Bean, I'm giving this to you. I've never quit watching after the first half I've hour. I've never even noticed that before. If you're hooked, why does it get yeah, worse? It just does. I'm telling you, though, the first half hour with Anthony Perkins and Paul Newman's interactions early is well worth seeing. It's worth even paying $2.99 to rent it to watch the first half hour. Now, finish the film by all means, but I'm just warning you in advance that the rest of it isn't nearly as good I'd as the first 30 minutes. I have movies that I thought, wow, that was great. Oh, it got bad. Ooh. Uh, I'll give you one full metal jacket. I mean, the first hour, half hour... Oh unbelievably compelling stuff for the first hour to 45 minutes. Huh. It just becomes, I, I can't do the rest of it very well. But the first 45, as harrowing as that is. Never even thought of it. Has some amazing scenes with Arlie Yermy and oh, Never God. even thought that that could happen. Anyway. I'm sure it has, too. Apocalypse Now has a little bit of that, too. Really good for an hour. Hmm. Fades. Late. Now, there's slow starters. True. But I didn't know about faders. It fades. Hmm. Brand, it, just, it doesn't work for me the last 45 minutes to an hour. The first hour, brilliant. So good. Interesting. So well filmed and good, and the music and Duvall. Okay, anyway, back to um, Joe, uh, Dear Joe Beaver show from Doug in Salem. Would like to hear from the young grandmother of the Crescent Valley basketball player again. Joni. Joni Fox. What's her last name now? She was Joni Fox Berry. Joni Fox Berry. Talk to her about her relationship with Coach Ralph Miller. She seems to have been one of the chosen few in Corvallis to be close to Coach and his family. Well, we touched on all of yeah. those things. Thank you, Doug. He's just saying he'd like to do it again. Now, Phil on the University Honda Tax line writes, I've only had passing interest in auto racing, and my daughter Kate had no interest until she worked at Indiana U. The football team had invites from the Indy 500 to bring staff during time trials and all the other races held during May. Kate caught the bug and loves the 500. She's attended it at least twice. Her head coach at Indiana University for football, Tom Allen, took a ride with Mario in a two-seat Indy car, the only 80-year-old I'd ever go 180 miles per hour with, Mario Andretti. That answers that question because I was wondering... How so now he? he's doing well, evidently, <laughs> yeah, at 80, yeah. still pushing it to 180. But that was a year ago at this time, John. We talked about it yesterday. It was one year ago yesterday that the Beavers beat Oklahoma State to advance to the Sweet 16, right in the middle of March madness mm-hmm. and upsets and mm-hmm. bracket busting and talked about on a national level. When we talk about these shows, I'm sure all over the country, People were, who had Oregon State? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure that the Beavers disrupted many oh, a bracket last year. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Mine. While there. <laughs> while <laughs> there. The yeah, I got you. While there a year ago in Indianapolis, the, the local people were great. But there was almost this, insi- oh, if you have time, you got to get out to, you got to get out to the. The brickyard uh, the track. or whatever. Yeah, they, you got to get it. out there. And you, they may even give you, you just got to do it. And I remember thinking, well, 
Oh, I've got a canal walk to take. That'll be more uh, exciting and memorable. No, I didn't say think that. <laughs> but I just remember the locals were insistent that that had to be done, and I feel bad now that I didn't do it. You didn't do, do it? it? No, because I had too much work to Did you go to the NCAA to Hall of Fame? I did. Now, that was great. Yeah, that was but, great. But that was going to require more work to get out to the track. Oh, yeah. You'd have and to get and I just or... I couldn't quite pull it off. No, I understand but that. But I understand from Phil Miller in Lebanon's text that his daughter Kate, not a racing fan, until experiencing that, yeah. and now she's hooked. Well, and you've experienced it. I've been to two races, and one of which was the G.I. Joe Strohs 500, right. 200, right. whatever. Uh, it's pretty cool. It, it is pretty cool. Now, Indy 500 track and all of that oh, would yeah. be great. Um, I've been to the California 500 down in uh, mm-hmm. Ontario, Fontana, Fontana yeah, mm-hmm. with my boss once many, many, many years ago. And, and, and it was really, it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't go out of my way to go back, but if, you know, if there's people going and they say, Hey, let's do, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, but, um, I understand that you can get, catch a bug on certain sports sure. when you're exposed to them in real life, not TV. Dave. Yeah. I thought so. You, you didn't even say, but the phone rings just sort of <laughs> out of nowheres. Dave must have something to weigh in with yeah. on whatever it is we're talking about or something else. Whatever it is, Dave, always appreciate you. Thanks for the time and the call. What is on your mind today? Well, uh, uh, thanks, Mike and John. Um, while you were out a week or two ago, I said to John on one of the days he had TJ with him that um, no one listens this is a compliment to the caliber of the show you guys put on because I just love the dialogue. I love the variation in the discussion. When you get off into popular culture and movies, it's just, to me, it's just fascinating guys. And I just, uh, I just want to, I know there's probably some people that don't like it, but I want to, I want to let you know that I do. And what I shared with John is that this might sound odd coming from me since no one, perhaps calls more often than I do, that no one tunes into a show like yours, really, fundamentally, because of the callers. They listen to the show because of what you guys do in your crosstalk or banter and dialogue right there in the studio. So with that as a very long and elaborate <laughs> preface, Mike, what I wanted to say, the Parallax View mm-hmm. is one of those movies that haunts you for a lifetime. Yes, it does. You, uh, yeah, you agree with me. I do. I do. I, it's interesting. I, I, it, it's so, the conspiracy stuff runs so deep in it that it strains credulity, but it came out about the same time as Three Days of the Condor, which has similar themes as that film does. And I like the Parallax view. I will say I like Three Days of the Condor better for whatever it's worth from that same time frame and the post-Watergate era and all of that. But you're right. Parallax view is a haunting film. In fact, it's so haunting. I think I might avoid, I might have avoided watching it because it's taken me 50 years to be able to talk about that movie (laughs) dispassionately. And I I don't want to refresh all that troublesome narrative. Yes. That, that that is entailed in that film, and, uh, and and the only the only film, and this is somewhat topical, Mike. That is that, it, it, and it kind of pales ultimately in comparison 
but it was the same kind of mind-bending film that you kind of play over and over in your mind. You come out of the theater, and even a week later, you're talking to somebody. Did I do, was that what that movie was about? Mm-hmm. And I'm referring to William Hurt in Body Heat. Oh. That, was, a, that yeah. was another movie yeah. that it just took me weeks, maybe months, <laughs> to get my mind around. Of course, his untimely death, what? Uh, 10 days ago or two weeks ago. Yeah. But, Mike, I wonder, uh, my, fa- my, well, my favorite movie is Dr. Strangelove, which mm-hmm. comes up enough. Uh, but my most obscure favorite movie, and I wonder if you ever saw it, was a film that I think it came out in 1969 or 1970, Medium Cool. Are you familiar no, with that? No, I am not. I've never seen it. Oh, well, it's about the uh, it's about the political environment of the late 1960s, uh, the riots in Chicago during the Democratic National Convention. Mm-hmm. That is also a film that uh, maybe it was because of my age at that point in time. Uh, that and I and again, I, like nor, nor like body, I'm not putting it in the same category as the Parallax View. But that's a, it's kind of a semi-documentary. In fact, it's. Largely documentary, but it's it's worth watching okay. if you want to get the temper of the times of what it was like in the protest movement on campuses and in major cities in the late 1960s. I like, thanks I for the recommendation. That's a very interesting period, no doubt. Have you seen, before we break, Dave, and we, we'll try to circle it back into something about sports here in just a second, but have you seen, <laughs> have you seen, the Trial of the Chicago Seven, a fairly modern film about that era. I wanted to, but I haven't. I it's have good. to admit. It's I mean, very well done. The pandemic has really taken its toll on our movie watching. In fact, I asked Chris last night, is it time to start going back to the movies? I mean, it's an open yeah. question. Yeah. yeah. Hey, thank you for that on Medium Cool. Uh, I, I will I will try to find it. I appreciate the recommendation, Dave. Anything, anything in our sporting world? Let me ask you this. Would you have caught the foul ball or let it drop the other day when Justin Boyd ran into the corner? I would have let it drop. Okay. And, and that's, I talked to another coach today, uh, a high school coach, uh, who said, in letting it drop, you're telling your pitcher, I believe you're going to strike the dude out on the next pitch or induce that ground ball. Yeah. So his, this coach's view was, let it drop, don't give up that third run. Yeah, that a moment like that in a game, Mike. Uh, that is a lifetime learning or teaching. One of Mike Riley's favorite phrases. So I, I want mm-hmm. you guys to sit down while you hear what I'm about to say. Uh, uh, Mike Riley always used to talk about the opportunities to uh, teach the game to the players. You know, their learning curve. Yeah. That that one play is a lifetime learning moment for everyone that's playing outfield for Oregon State right now because you'll never have a more visceral example of how you've always got to have your head in the game. It's like playing chess. You've got to anticipate two or three moves downstream from where you are, and I'm sure that has been much discussed in the locker room, but I'm looking forward to your interlocutory yes. with some coach or uh, the head coach about that point in the pregame show tomorrow night. Yeah, I, Jake Postalweight will be my pregame show guest back on the staff after many years away from, from coaching. He's back in. He's been in the banking business. 
And he says he's glad to be back in baseball. No disrespect to the banking business, but he's back on a field with a uniform on and, and running the bullpen for Coach Gorman during games. Uh, Gorman, Dorman during games. And so Jake will be my guest, but I will run the whole scenario by Mitch and Gippy and Darwin and others what the school of thought is. Because when you say a teachable moment, well, yes and no. It could be if there's a hard, fast rule about it. But as I said to the coach that I was interacting with earlier today about the play, if that was Spencer Torkelson at the plate or Jacob Melton at the plate on the other side, and you have a chance to get him out right now before he runs one out of the yard, you see what I'm saying, Dave? It's situational. I'm not sure it's a hard, fast rule. I agree, Mike, and that's what I mean about how every at-bat, every circumstance, you have to be playing through multiple scenarios, and that's one of many contingent circumstances in exactly that moment, which is why baseball is such a wonderful game because the the permutations and the variables are are of infinite dimension, uh, such as, for example, Meckler coming up six straight innings in a baseball game, <laughs> something I never thought I'd see on a score sheet, but there it was on Dominic's lap. Thanks for the call. Good to hear from you, Dave. Thank you, and medium cool. The one thing I take out of that call from Dave that, that is so true is in the sport of baseball is teaching, telling them, look, every situation, think what you're going to do in your mind. If you don't know, ask, give a signal, whatever, because you can't be thinking about it while the play can Once the ball's no. in the air, exactly. what am I supposed to do now? You've got to know in you advance. You have to know what you're going to do when you do it. Come and so, But is that the type of thing? This is what I wonder. And why I will, we'll take a break and come back with more if you have anything you'd like to jump on, even on that play if you do, because yeah. it's one play, an isolated play in a game that has 300 pitches thrown roughly. That's a rough average in a nine inning game, 300 pitches. It's, so there's a lot of stuff going on between every pitch and a lot of thinking and contemplating what do I do if the ball's hit to me? Well, what if I do if the ball's hit to me in the air and mm-hmm, foul territory? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, do you. Does Mitch or Pat Casey or Bales or whomever tell the outfielders, hey, if you have a chance to catch a ball, don't, if, if it's going to mean a run? I mean, is that something you send your guys out with? Is it a principle that's covered in fall ball and early spring ball? Right. These are the questions I have about that play. Yeah, because it's, as you called it, during the actual action, it was yeah. like, well, there was a there was Should a he play catch where, it or not? you know, he has to decide, catch it or not. And if it's, I mean, yeah. just the phone calls and the discussion, it's not necessarily right. a set deal. More coming up on 1240 Joe Radio. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project but have finally decided to take a leap and get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood, and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis floor covering, and go Beavs. Cracking Cards combines the worlds of sports, cards, and games to bring a fresh take on your local game store. Cracking Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, and more. If you're into sports cards and games, Cracking Cards is for you. OSU fans, Cracking Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box just for you. Cracking Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. CrackinSportsCards.com, your connection to everything fun. 
Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541-758-8245. Edward Jones, member SIPC. It's a party, and it's every Friday night at Highland Bowl. It starts at 10 and runs until 1230. Check out the black lights and glow and bowl to your favorite music. Thunder Alley includes unlimited bowling, shoes, and prizes for just 12 bucks. Call now and reserve your lane for Thunder Alley. Every Friday night from 10 until 1230. We set them up, you knock them down. Highland Bowl. Highland Bowl, 9th Street, Corvallis. Here at locally owned and operated Alirica Networks, we use the same service you do, so you can be rest assured that you're getting the very best internet service, whether for home, business, or enterprise. At Alirica, we make sure that each of our valued customers gets the plan that best fits their needs. So whether you require basic service or faster speeds for gaming or HD video streaming, we will make sure to match you with the plan that works best for your home or business. Alirica Networks always goes the extra mile. Give us a call or find out more at Alirica.net. Looking for an appliance, Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Maytag, Speed Queen, refrigerators, freezers, dishwashers, cooking appliances, washers, and dryers. If it is an appliance or an appliance accessory, contact Kellenberger Appliance. We offer install and delivery on the product we sell. We even offer service on most major brands. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street in Lebanon. Kellenberger Appliance, the best place to buy appliances. On the web at kellenbergers.com. The home of the Oregon State Beavers. 1240. Joe Radio. 1973. I like almost everything Matow does, my Uncle Bob. Yeah, I really like that Matow kid. So I'm 10 years old. Uh, I really like Matow. So I've called Matow Matow with all my friends ever since. But I really like Matow. Matow, most of his stuff is good. <laughs> I've he, never seen anything him him doing that that he wasn't like. good in. Yeah. yeah, the funny stuff is he's good, so but he was also good like in uh, the original taking of Pelham One Two Three. He's very good in that. Laughing Policeman, Charlie Verrick, some things, Hopscotch, some things that are outside of the true comedic genre. But Mathau is good, <laughs> and the memorable conversation I had with the one and only Keith Jackson About centered him. on yeah. Mathau, and we were at the the trophy. Well, sorry to be so descriptive here, at the old Coliseum at yeah. USC at halftime in the 2001 game that Keith was doing. And Walter had just passed, and I knew that Keith had been in the fortune cookie yeah. with Matow and Jack Lemon. And I asked Keith how he got that opportunity. I, we told, I don't even go into the whole story about how Billy Wilder trusted him to fix the press box stuff. And Keith... Billy says, I'm going for my two martini lunch when I get back and want you to fix it. Keith told me then in the anecdote, so I fixed it. <laughs> and it comes out okay in the, yeah. in the fortune cookie, young Keith Jackson. Speaking of which, does it come? Has anybody seen? Trying to bring it back to sports just a little bit today. We do have open phones and some other texts to get to. I'm hoping Michael Thompson will favor us. I put in a request for Michael. Uh, the last show. time we talked to Michael, his brother had done. The Last Dance. His, that was his brother's whole baby. 
The yeah. Last Dance was Michael Thompson's brother's film. The executive producer. Directing, yeah, okay. I want to ask Michael about winning time. But I, what I, I guess I'm asking here today, anybody get HBO, HBO Max, whatever platform it's on, has anyone seen it? Has anyone in our listening audience seen it? Seen an episode of it? How does it strike you? Is it ridiculously bad? Is it okay? I've heard sound bites on trailers. The guy playing Magic Johnson has his voice down, huh. has the even kind of the look and the voice down. A guy plays Chick Hearn in it. Another guy plays Jerry West in it. Solomon Hughes, Roxy's friend. We didn't get to get to Roxy on this. Yeah. I'll see Roxy Friday, Saturday, and Sunday over the weekend in Berkeley, but his friend Solomon Hughes from Cal plays Kareem. And I'm just wondering if anybody out there in our midst, if you want to text or call, feel free. Is it okay? Mike from Seattle texted me a story about Jack McKinney and how the latest episode, there's a whole lot about Jack and his bicycle accident. Really? And how that this leads to the ascendancy of Pat Riley and Riley leaving Chick Hearn and how Chick and Riles talk about. And Chick, whenever I had the honor of visiting with him on the old shows back in the day, I had one of my biggest thrills in life. I had two in the 90s, maybe a few others, but two in the 90s the birth of my children, and the following. Getting to talk to Chick Hearn on the local sports show. Yeah. Our guest, Chick Hearn. To utter that when I'd been listening to him since I was nine years old. Was it once? Yeah, he was on a couple of times, actually. and Because I was doing stats for Chick at yeah. the Laker Blazer games. And Chick would be kind enough on the air during his broadcast to say things like, well, here in Portland at the Coliseum, our crew tonight is, uh, and Mike Parker, Michael, local talk show host here, I had the honor of being on his show earlier today. Oh, very nice. Very sweet and nice and kind of. But he was, great he was really card. harsh when he was came tough. No, he, to his system stats. was tough. And if you, he, he had a, a, a little notation for everything and had a system, a scoring system that was very demanding for scorekeepers. And I was told by his producer, Chick wants you because you you keep up with him. Uh-huh. He's had other people that don't. So I was able to kind of get, track along and give all the notations and marks. But then he would just grab that. You'd be writing something. Because every play, a rebound, a missed shot, a rebound, where the shot came from, I mean, you're having to account for all of that for him. And he would just grab it out of your hand and say, Worthy's now missed six of his last seven shots because you had that yeah, right in front yeah, of him yeah. before the days of monitors that kind of did you, some of that for you. <laughs> Chick had a very demanding system. But interviewing Chick Hearn and then one time out at the Neil Lomax quarterback shootout. Yeah. Up at, approaching one of the, one of the uh, tee boxes or whatever was none other than Billy Kilmer. I didn't get to interview Billy, but I got to visit with him for five minutes while he was waiting for the group that he was golfing with. And I got to talk to him about George Allen and about his last game in the NFL, how I listened to it on the radio. I said, Billy, you were my man. It's an honor to meet you. And, and we talked to him about Theismann a little bit and George. And I said, George always wanted to start you in front of Theismann, didn't he? And as Billy's walking away to, after he hit, teed off or whatever, he walked away, he looked over and smiled and said, yeah, he did, and he was right. <laughs> <laughs> that was my... So I had Chick and Billy back in those those days in Sports Talk Radio. Been the only thrilled. time I ever, ever felt giddy, and to this day, is Bill Shonley. 
Unfortunately, yeah. the conversations yeah. I've had, I had him on my halftime show once doing high school basketball at the Coliseum. I saw him. And this is before I worked with you and knew that this is what you did. But I saw him. I said, I'm getting him. Mm-hmm. So I told my partner to take over, and I ran up and said, I had to go way up top, too. Sure. Would you come down at halftime and be on the show? And, and he did, did he? He did. Nice of him. And then um, when Kim and I were dating, he was at, we went to a Blazer game, and he was you know shaking hands and kissing babies in Sean Lee's little restaurant there inside yes. the Motor Center. And I, I saw him and had met him a couple times, so I acted like we knew each other. Hey, Bill. And, and, and he came over, and he, he kind of hacked it, too. I don't know if he remembered me. But none of the conversations have ever been where you could really talk. He was always on, if you know Sure. What I mean. No, I, I know. Not like, hey, you know, get, really get into some stuff. Right. Which we have with a lot of people. We, you know, a lot of people we, who have come through this show, either in studio, even on the air, off, off the air, on the phone, we could get some nuggets, uh, stuff mm-hmm. out of people that are just casual conversations. But that one was the one, has always been. Yeah. The one that I'm like, oh, oh. Now, I was a little nervous to talk to John Feinstein mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit, but he's so confident, let's just say. Good good guest. And I interviewed him over two books when you were out of town over the years. That's been years now. But you can tell when they appreciate your questioning. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, Ferdy Pacheco was fun because he's just this old codger who could barely hear. He's in his office. He's got... Uh, um, um, you know, music in the background, you know, the violin orchestral music in the background. And he says he's in his office smoking a big old stogie. <laughs> and then we're talking, he's, you know, and he's, you know, one of those, you know, East Coast guys that's just going to answer everything. And then I didn't know much about the boxing game. And Bill London was working here. And at the time he was my boss. I said, Hey, anybody got any ideas for Ferdy Pacheco? Yeah. And he goes, yeah. Hey, yeah. And then, cause Bill knew, ask him about Ali and Parkinson's. <laughs> Even I was a, I was aware enough that that might be too, Push a button. too cliche, mm-hmm. yeah. but I thought, okay, I'll do it anyway. And he blew up. He, oh, oh yeah. yeah, there you go. Talks right, about right, that. Right. Oh, come on. And and he starts because everything in the conversation up at that point was he pretty liked good. You, yeah, and was, then you want him back around though. Well, you I did back because. Around. It, to me, it was a boxing match. I said, uh, 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 no, 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 no. You're not going to chide me on this show. It's going to be the other way around. I said, hey, easy, easy. That is a question that everybody wants to know. If you're tired of answering it, then tell, tell you know, whatever music started. Quit singing that number one song. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And okay, then, so you got him back. By the end, Good. he's like, oh, I like you, I like you. <laughs> you, you liked you your competitiveness. You didn't back down. Yeah. Mike in Seattle, thank you. He says, okay, I got, I see what you're saying. But what I want to know, Mike, do you like the show? That's the question. I have one taker on the text line that has seen winning time. Anybody else out there has seen it? Would you call? Yeah, good. Too, too salacious, unsavory, perhaps. I mean, that's what I read and hear about. That's, you know, they, thus they're trying to be as real to life as possible. But if you... If you have any thoughts about it, somebody plays Chick Hearn in it. I remember Bill Walton and Roxy Bernstein at the Pac-12, well, we were talking about this. Roxy and Bill were standing there, and uh, I asked Roxy if he'd seen Winning Time, and I said, Bill, do you have any interest? And he said, no, I don't need to see that. I live through that. I don't need to see it, you know, that type of thing. And, well, you want to see and, how it's portrayed. Yeah, and then I, but he didn't want to read about breaks of the game no, either on no. the basis of, too sad, he said. Yeah. The demise of the Blazers. And yeah. I can't read the book, even though I know it's all about us and 
I know I'm in it a lot, and that whole and Halberstam breaks down the breakdown of yeah. the relationship between Bill and the organization, which has been repaired. He's the luckiest man in the world, and he says so. Anytime well, he gets he a chance, be it's been it so he ought to. And that's one thing. I've pressed Bruce Coburn on him enough, but I want to press him to read Halberstam someday because if he's if he's had enough healing and so on, and the and the the rift has been mended. He ought to read it because Albert Stam, whom he loves, he's read everything else David wrote. Mm-hmm. He should read that one. Yeah, too. yeah, it's a great but book. I'm just wondering, Mike, is the show any good? And if anybody else has seen Winning Time, is it worth seeing? Somebody does play Chick Hearn in the show. And I asked Roxy, because I didn't know much about it. I said, Roxy, is Chick Hearn in the show? Roxy said, I'm not sure. And Bill just said, how could you do a show on the Lakers without Chick Hearn? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, Chick, Chick was big. He told Canzano the other day on the radio show up there, Bill was on. Yeah. And it had overtones of, how are you, Bill? And 40 minutes later, stops talking. Yeah. It had a little bit of that from what I could hear of it. But Bill, the thing I, I really appreciate about him is, amongst many, because we're in this world, his appreciation of the local radio broadcaster mm-hmm. from the stand. Because Bill, whether true or not, would say, he told Canzano and he said it to us, so we trusted Bill Shonway. <laughs> you know, that Bill was important <laughs> to all of us. And his famous, this generated a whole day of discussion back in the 90s when the Lakers and Blazers were playing one another in a, in a playoff series. And the Lakers had lost a game, and Bill Walton on the national show, when he was like a panelist yeah. on the national shows, Bill said, quote, well, Pat Riley, they'll talk about it. Chick Hearn, you know, they'll talk to Chick and get people. Chick Hearn, he's the radio guy. What do you mean they'll talk to And he wouldn't back down. Chick has a big influence on everything that goes on there. Did he ever tell you what that was about? That, well, that that's true? I, I, I've never talked to Bill about that specifically. Someday, yeah. maybe I hope to have the opportunity to. But he went with that. And people were criticizing. What do you mean, Chick Hearn? He's the re- Chick, you don't understand the influence that Chick has within that organization. Apparently, though, in winning time, based on a line of dialogue that Mike sent me from an article, Mike in Seattle, there are discussions off the scenes about, and they ask Chick's opinion about something. So maybe <laughs> there is some truth about it. Let's take a final break, Doc. We'll come back. I don't think with Sarah or anybody else today, all the guests will be yours going forward. <laughs> Although we will be back tomorrow, so maybe tomorrow. We'll wait till tomorrow, right? Yeah, We're here yeah. together tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I may leave after the first hour no, because no, of baseball. Be, no, I may leave after the you'll first be hour fine. because of baseball. You'll be fine. DJ Christy Matthewson will take it over at that point. There's no traffic problems. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you said 15 minutes. I can get it right for 15 It's minutes, true. 15 minutes. It's the beauty of it all here. 497-5356-1240, Joe Radio. Need an extra bed for the family? Expect an out-of-town guest this summer? Not sure where they're going to sleep? You could add a new bedroom onto the house, or an easier and less expensive solution would be to buy a futon from Futon Man in Corvallis. Futon Man has quality constructed solid hardwood frames in lots of styles and finishes. Their mattresses are highly resilient, have a long-lasting foam core, and are made right in the store. There's lots of decorative cover choices, too. Stop by Futon Man, two miles north of Corvallis on Highway 99, or online at futon-man.com. Have an interior or exterior painting project? Let the experts at Armstrong Painting handle the work for you. Armstrong Painting has earned an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and a reputation for quality service at a fair price here in the Mid-Valley. 
Armstrong Painting's team of local professionals use the best quality Miller paint and work year-round to provide lasting beauty and protection for your home or business. Schedule your exterior painting project for spring or summer. Call Ken at 541-990-5147 for a free estimate. Online at armstrongpaintingllc.com. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go beeves hey this is randy hall down at the angry beaver grill getting all fired up about things going on down here come test your knowledge in our tuesday night trivia enjoy food and drink specials and don't miss our friday night prime rib and salmon dinners every wednesday night starting at five o'clock come try our seven dollars all you can eat spaghetti dinner with garlic bread and salad at the angry beaver it's always game night in our upstairs video arcade and game room featuring air hockey pinball pop a shot and more so let's get fired up and support local down to angry beaver on fourth street in downtown corvallis for auto glass solutions, better call a glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. If you need your windshield repaired or replaced, you don't need to call that 800 number. Give me a call. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. That's a good question. Yeah, well, I haven't read, it have is, read it, that. I haven't. I haven't seen enough of the NCAA tournament, John. Oh, you're missing out. I, I've seen. Basketball. I saw most of the Arizona TCU that game. That was a great game. Quick question: Was there a foul in midquarter? Was it a flop by Miles and TCU? I Take flop out of it. Was there a foul? I don't yeah, think yes there was. No. I think it looked to me it looked like he slipped. I don't think there was a foul. But it it was looked over bad. Back. There should have been a whistle. It looked bad. But it didn't matter anyway. It didn't matter. Arizona goes on to win. The one thing I didn't, the thing I've liked least about what I've seen from the tournament, and I understand it, I understand a coach's frustration. I know that human error happens. What happened? Tommy Lloyd berating the clock keeper for for resetting the shot clock. Oh. In that TCU-Arizona game, and the head coach for Arizona did you catch after all of that in the aftermath? The camera. The only there, thing I, I saw was my wife. I was I mm-hmm. looked away. She said, "Oh," because you could see him say "GD" to the got to the people at yeah. the scores table. Yeah, and I understand, and I I you know I've seen our own coaches at times. Not Wayne. I don't think I've seen Wayne. Wayne I mean, something will happen. Yeah, Wayne's a a good man, a very good man, and yeah. and generous, giving person, and. You know, I'm sure there are times of frustrations if the shot clock has issues or doesn't get reset or should be reset. In this case, it really did hurt Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I also wondered by rule, and I saw Tommy Lloyd interacting with 
an official about this. Arizona had missed a shot and hadn't drawn iron, so the clock should not be reset to 20, but it was. Right. Okay, now, we all saw that the shot clock was reset to 20, and here's what I didn't understand from a a rules standpoint on officiating and where I think somehow it wasn't right, and that is the clock gets reset to 20. It shouldn't have been, but it was by the timekeeper at the scorer's table. Okay, so the clock's reset to 20. Arizona sees that and begins to run their offense again on the basis of we've got 20 more seconds to Mm -hmm, work with. mm -hmm. An official notices several, six, seven seconds or whatever into that. That Oh, wait, the clock clock shouldn't have been reset. reset. So he blows the whistle. And when all of the review and all of that is done, Arizona has two seconds left on the clock. If I'm Tommy Lloyd, my argument is, look, they made the mistake over here. You, our, my players were not hurrying a shot or trying to get a quick shot. They had 20 seconds to work with. You should reset it to, you know, 16 or 15 except, or something. Except they shouldn't have had the clock at all. The clock, but... but because if Arizona had the ball, which they did, and it was an air ball, and it was proven it didn't hit anything, yeah, then why'd they get two seconds? Well, I'm not exactly sure how it all got settled on two. I just know that Tommy was right to be upset that they only had two. But then he turned before heading back to his bench. Yeah. Turns, and maybe as a, as a person, a detail-oriented guy, maybe as you need to tell those people at the operating the, the clock, it's unacceptable. And he made sure they understood it and yelled at him. You understand what I'm saying, Doc? I didn't like the look. Oh, no. I understood no. it. No. But I've seen it. We've witnessed it enough in our own building years ago yeah. where a head coach would turn and glare and, and yell no, and throw his hands no, in the air. I'm not a fan that. of that. You cannot do because that. Because that's human error. You it, only deal with the ref. Y- yes. And I've it, never it, seen Wayne deal no. with anybody but the ref. Never. At the scorer's table. He but, loves the score people because it's your own. Yeah. But it, now this was neutral, so I understand that. He, it, but these people are working for a pit. Exactly. They're and volunteering. They're, yeah, no. They don't work for you, and and he should not I have just felt that. that was out of line. Now, there may be the argument, you know, for Tommy Lloyd lovers, and we're all pulling. I mean, we are pulling for Arizona. The Pac-12 has not had a national championship. John Wilner wrote today, has not had a national championship in the money-making sports since Pete Carroll and the Trojans in 2004. All right. Well, Arizona we won something. Arizona won in 97. So what? We say go. If it's Arizona, Gonzaga in the title, go Arizona. I've got them winning the whole thing in my okay. bracket. Okay, right. I just, want them to, and I've got them. But, and they can do it. But, no, you're right. You can't. I just you, don't think it was a good look for It's Tommy. not a good look at all. Because why can't that scorekeeper, if he's, an, if he's an Arizona fan, when they do something to screw it up, stand up at the scoreboard and say, what are you doing, Tommy? He yeah. can't do that. No, he fired. can't say to Tommy, how come, you, how come you took Matherin out when he was red hot? Yeah. Oh. But the guy, made, the guy made a human error mistake, and the argument on Tommy's behalf could be, He's got to make sure that never happens again, so they'll be more vigilant. And but that's why he wrote him and yelled right. at him. I don't understand why they got any time at all. Dave is on the line, a, a okay. different Dave, to okay. explain the clock situation. Okay, Dave, thanks for the call. Welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. Hey, guys. So the deal was is they missed the shot with about seven seconds left on the clock. Okay. They got the rebound. Then they dribbled it out until the whistle blew and 
you know, whenever, whenever it blew. Yes. Um, and they figure that there was about five seconds that they possessed that ball after the rebound before they realized it and blew it dead. Yes. So they put it at two seconds. Yes. Now, that that to me was was correct. They did possess it, but if the error was made when the ball was missed and the rebound was made, that, that it was reset, then, then I guess his his argument would have been reset it to then because we were playing dribbling that time out as if we had 30 seconds, not yes. seven seconds. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's, that's so my point. Another, yes. So that's where, that's where the point that, that the time came in. Now I agree. I saw that and I thought, wow, what's he doing? He should be teed up for that. Honestly. Um, it really, really bad to go, to go after somebody else at that. But, but I don't, so they're not a, a, an official, no, so to speak, the, no. the time clock keeper, like in football, where I don't know if in football that that person's an official. They're obviously up at the booth; you couldn't approach him. But they're not. They're not an actual official. The only one who is is the capacity is the the guys on the floor. There's only one official who uh, on who wears stripes and keeps the book and is doing the scorebook. That person is part of that official okay, yeah, officiating group. Roy Hart at Gill Coliseum, right? right. But it's not the. So if you wanted to go after that official, like the guy that was actually, you know, one of the NCAA officials, yeah, that was, but but that's not the shot clock. No, guy, he's just right? chiding so, a guy who didn't do the job. Like right. it'd be like yeah. going after the janitor if someone slipped and hurt themselves. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just I thought hope that he realized afterwards that it was kind of one of those things where he he yes. got caught up in the moment himself and maybe apologized. About I hope it or so. Realized, you know, that I shouldn't have done that. I hope so. He he seems like a. I've heard good things about him. Longtime right hand man to to Mark Few and a nice guy. Did Most of the job. people up in Spokane are kind of of that same cut of that same cloth. Pretty nice folks, and you know, I mean, you you, you were so so. I'm just saying it was not a great moment for Tommy to berate a vo- probably a volunteer of being paid next to nothing for doing that job who made a human error. My my beef is more with if the official. The official probably, it's more to me on the lead official for not catching that the clock was reset five or six seconds later yeah. instead of immediately when they could have, whoa, 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 that shouldn't have been a reset, blow the whistle, and then take a second or two off perhaps. But Arizona was operating with integrity under the idea that they had a fresh 20 to work with. That was a potentially big call in the game. They ended up having to jack a shot with two seconds to go on the clock and didn't hit it. It worked out in that they won. Yeah. It worked out. They win. Mike. But it's it was, to me, to, to take that five seconds away when Arizona was operating under the assumption that they had 20 to work with, I, I just felt that's that's unfair, but maybe that's how the rule reads. It was unfair, and I don't know how the rule reads, but if you're talking about making the game right, yes, it, I guess there's a lot of rules, even in football, where you go, that's not right, but that's the rule, and mm-hmm. it's the rule, but that's not right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so that that's one of those rules where when they take the time to stop and they review it and everything else, at that point, once you're under review, make make the right call. Um, and, and so I can see his frustration, but that should have been at that head referee who said who decided to give him only two seconds, not at the yeah, not the clock. No, nope, absolutely. You know, and and he had every right to, to you know be upset with that guy because I I thought it was a bad call too. 
Thanks for the call, Dave, Thanks, Dave. and the clarification. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Down the stretch on this Tuesday afternoon, heading to a beautiful day. I oh, mean, it's yeah. beautiful now, and it, we heard uh, Weldon Gregg earlier talking about the 70, I mean, working out in the yard, coming well, in. That's where I'm Thanks headed. for that. 70 degrees today. That's where well, I'm headed, working in the yard. Take advantage of the dry dirt instead of mud. Um, baseball tomorrow should be okay. I think it'll be okay, especially with the artificial turf. Maybe a sprinkle uh, in the late afternoon, but uh, not bad. And then partly sunny Thursday and Friday, although baseball goes out of town. Softball will be here this weekend hosting Stanford. And I'm a little worried about that. There's some showers expected on Saturday and Sunday. But I'm not. Should I be worried at all about it? almost struck me looking at the results coming in from Farrington Stadium in Tempe over the weekend. Oh, uh-oh. Well, yeah. Here it comes. No. This, it's such a great league and so competitive and the teams. So you go on the road and got swept. Right. Close games, tough games. But yeah. this after rising to heights and you getting get into the top wins. 25, I, I just hope that, that the Beavers with this group this year find a way to to at least salvage one on the road and win series at home. Yes, got to get uh, you got to get a series win. You got to get some wins. You you still can finish your yep. overall record over five hundred to get into the regionals. But I think you can really solidify things with some upsets in in Pac twelve play in softball. Now speaking of baseball tomorrow, Doc, I'm hopeful. We've done this recently with. We've appreciated the opportunity to interact with the Arizona schools coming to town, Andy Stankiewicz and then Willie Bloomquist. Donnie Harrell is coming back to his home state. He was an assistant for Coach Casey. He's the head coach at Seattle U, and he is a North Bend Hall of Famer and legend. So I wouldn't, I, certainly if, if I know that the game's at 3 and their preparation, whether he has any time in the 11 o'clock hour before he takes the team over to the ballpark. Perhaps we can visit with Donnie, a good baseball man, a good dude. You know him? I do. Then that should be an easy get. Well, we'll see, though. It depends on his schedule. But a man... But at who, least you can ask him. I can ask. It won't be like, hey, hey, uh, 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 TJ, go give Donnie Harrell a call. Right. No. It's no. you saying, but hey, TJ, how are you doing? You know, TJ did the legwork behind tracking down Willie Bloom. Yeah, that was great. Said yes. That was great. Yes. And then uh, they go out there... And just get down early and lose 21 nothing. I felt bad. I kind of felt guilty. I know. You felt like we had this guy like, on the oh, show. Oh, man. We're... But then. He may never do that again. 12-2, to 21-0, 12-2. And. That's brutal. And then, and then getting tossed. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day, the strangest form of argument ever. I, honestly, someday I hope to talk, maybe hope to talk to Willie. What? How did you choose that as a style, as an arguer, in the Sunday game? <laughs> I thought he was on his way out to take our pitcher, Ben Ferrer, out. Yeah. Anyways, interesting. Ha- 30 seconds. Texter yeah. brings up a really good point. We're talking okay, softball. What, yeah. uh, Mariah Maison is out and has been for a while. So that's just how so important she is. So they're pitching in the circle, and, yeah. and they're trying to find yeah. people to take her spot in the meantime. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, Thank we, you for that. We, we, She's we, a big-time player. Huge, huge. We'll be back tomorrow, maybe with Donnie, maybe with Sarah, and we hope with all of you again. Thanks for taking time to uh, listen, to call and text, and enjoy the rest of this gorgeous day. See you tomorrow on the Joe Beaver Show. KEJO Corvallis. And translator. K229DI Corvallis. The home of the Beavers. 1240 Joe Radio.